Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Okay, what are we talking about tonight on this makeup show? We're going to start with a prayer. Then it's a, it will be St. Patrick's Day on Tuesday. It's the only holiday Brian celebrates. We'll tell you why. Then the ups and downs for the week. The Looney Tooney Global Warming Report meets a festival. And what's up with our schools and medical madness if we get to it, as always. As always. <laughs> Let's see if we can just stay on the internet tonight. Okay, a prayer for spring from CelticsSpiritPilgrimage.com. May the silent loving of the mystery of God surround us and bring us to full potential. As the egg grows into the splendid swan, as the teeny egg corn grows into the awesome oak, as the simple bulb grows into a tall tulip, as the crawling caterpillar grows into the brilliant butterfly, may the love of God surround me and bring me to my full potential. Amen. Now, St. Patrick's Day. Brian is second generation Irish. No, second generation, generation American, American of Irish, Irish descent. descent. Sorry about that. He's very picky about the it's, hyphenated American thing. Back where <laughs> we grew up, that's how they they say it. Yeah, there was no hyphens back then. No, but they still say it that way. Isn't that weird? When we grow, when we grew up, there was no hyphenated American, none. Yeah, but they they taught me second generation Irish, first generation Irish. They didn't teach me, no, no, first generation American of Irish descent. Not you're not second generation Irish. You're not you're not a citizen of Ireland, are you? No. Right. So you're a second generation. I'm a second generation American of Irish descent. Could you be president? Yes. Because <laughs> you're, Cause I'm a natural-born citizen. Both my parents were citizens when I was born, and I was born here. That's the definition of a natural-born citizen. So this is why St. Patrick's Day is a really big thing, especially where we come from in New York, and also with his family. And it's the only thing he celebrates. Yeah, I don't know. It just came about that way. I just kind of like the the whole feel of St. Patrick's Day. Very up. Upbeat holiday. Yes. 
And it's a very big holiday here in Montana, Butte, Montana, actually. Yeah, have they opened the town back up yet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's still not till tomorrow. They had to like it tomorrow. Actually, the auto parts store was, is open tomorrow. Well, there's some stores that remain open, but yeah, most mostly they're not going to be at Uptown Butte, though. That's what they shut down. Well, the stores do stay open for the tourists, though. Not in Uptown Butte, except for, I think the only thing that stayed open was the Irish shop. And the liquor store. Well, yeah, it's I say Patty's Day. <laughs> And all the bars. That's one of their big days. They can't be closing on St. Patty's Day. That's like, you know, just shoot yourself in the head. Okay, now some of this from people that listened to our show last night is going to be an overlap. I did change the prayer for you, but uh, we got to get this out in its entirety. So, from willstar.com, St. Patrick, or the Apostle of Ireland actually started out in the pagan religion. All right, who didn't know that? I, I'm curious, because I bet none, none of the people, none of my friends that are Catholic back in New York would know that he started out as a pagan. I, I doubt it. Well, not much is known about his early life, as many of his life's details were lost to folklore. Letters from St. Patrick reveal that he was captured in Wales, Scotland, or another close area outside of Ireland, and then taken to Ireland as a slave. Years later, he escaped and returned to his family, who were Romans living in Britain, going back to Ireland for mission work after finding a place as a cleric and then bishop within the Christian faith. The, the, where you got this from, this is the most annoying paragraph on the planet. It makes absolutely no sense. It, you don't... It, was his family going back to Ireland to do missionary work? Or did he become a cleric and then go back to Ireland himself for missionary work? By reading that sentence, I can't tell anything. That beats me. I don't know if they all went back together as a happy family or what. But uh, I do know that uh, the way it works is he goes back to Ireland and uh, he supposedly chases all the snakes out of Ireland, but we'll get to that. So years later he escaped and returned to his family, who were Romans living in Britain, going back to Ireland for missionary work after finding a place as a cleric and then bishop within the Christian faith. Even I have to say that's a run-on sentence. Um, And it makes no sense. I can't help you. That's one sentence, so I don't understand. He went to Britain and what happened? I don't know. I'll tell you what happened. He became a cleric, became a bishop, went back to Ireland. But uh, we'll just go with that for now. He was born around 460 and by 600... He was already known as the patron saint of Ireland. There are many legends associated with St. Patrick. The symbol of the shamrock used for St. Patrick's Day comes from the story of St. Patrick using the shamrock to illustrate the Holy Trinity. The three-leaf plant coincided with the pagan religion's sanctity of the number three and is the root of the green color theme. Now we often talk about uh, every holiday how 
all our Christian holidays were just takeovers of pagan holidays. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just a fact that you need to accept and move on. It's not a big deal. It was just that they wanted the people to feel comfortable becoming Catholic and still being able to do all their feasts that they have because that's how they that's when they have fun. That's when they blow off steam. There's no television. It's horrible. There's there's nothing to do but work. So yeah, they work, they sleep, pretty much. Um, anyway, another popular belief is that St. Patrick banished the snakes from Ireland. This one always makes me laugh. This is what, if you're Catholic, this is what you can mess around with your priest with. You kids know what I'm talking about. So, uh, the, the notion that he banished snakes from Ireland. The story says that while St. Patrick was fasting, snakes attacked him. So he chased all the snakes into the ocean. However, there have never been snakes in Ireland during the post-glacial period. That's why I always laugh at the story. There, there are no snakes in Ireland. You can't. It, no, not there never was. He didn't chase anything away. The absence of snakes and symbolism involved with snakes is believed to explain the story. Again, this is going to be another horrible paragraph. Make a note. Never go to this place again. The person doesn't know English. Yeah, right, right, right. They explain the story. It's not going to explain anything. Although it could have been referring to the type of worm rather than snakes. One legend, yeah, he chased worms out. St. Patrick uh, did a lot of good stuff in Ireland. He, the, the snake stuff doesn't really matter. One legend has St. Patrick sticking a walking stick into the ground while evangelizing, which turned into a tree. Again, I apologize. I didn't pick this site. I do a cold show. Uh, so uh, what happened there was he stuck a staff in the ground while he was evangel- you know, telling people why they should love Christ and come to the church and all that. And it and the staff turned into a tree. Jeez, would that be so hard to type? I look I look at her because she's a writer, and like a writer, she forgets this is radio, so she doesn't say anything. I have nothing to say right now. <laughs> Trust me. You either tell me, say I don't say enough, and then when I do say a lot, then you tell me I'm saying too much. I've never told you you say too much. I've told you sometimes you talk too much, but not on the air. This is a talk radio show. You're supposed to talk. She's still not talking. <laughs> In New York, the first celebration took place as a small gathering at the home of an Irish Protestant. St. Patrick's Day Parade started in New York in 1762. Yes, before 1776. By a group of Irish soldiers in the British military who marched down Broadway. This began the tradition of a military theme in the parade, as they often feature marching military units. The holiday eventually evolved from the modest religious dinner into the raucous holiday we know today. Now, were we fighting the French and Indian War at that time? When did you start the Patriots Pub? 1763. 
So this is pre-pub. And yes, that would be the French and Indian Wars. We didn't go... I didn't think that was that important to go into detail on that. We didn't cover it, but... You want to tell them about the Patriots Pub now or wait? PatriotsPub.us? PatriotsPub.us? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. PatriotsPub.us? Yes. Well, <laughs> that's where people can go and listen to the founding of our nation, the debates over the United States Constitution and the convention day by day, and, of course, information about framers, founders, slavery. You mentioned it. It's all there. But it is free. But you must listen from episode one because it puts things in context, which was part of the main focus of the project, was for once to put everything into perspective so you could understand the history, not memorize it. Uh, so, again, this PatriotsPub.us, absolutely free. Download, listen to it, give it away, whatever. So, yes, at this time, <laughs> we were still British subjects. Well, we were British subjects till we declared our independence. People do forget that, I notice, but it's true. So this was done by British soldiers, of course, but it, we're all British at this point. Although, although starting to get a little upset. This began the tradition of the parade, and it turned into this raucous party. Man, New York, New York City, <laughs> St. Patty's Day is gigantic. Um, just because there's so many people, it's too many people if they're on that island. And, uh, man, it bars a pack starting early in the afternoon. And they stay packed all night. People all over the world celebrate St. Patrick's Day, especially places with large Irish-American communities. I hate hyphenated Americans. American communities where immigrants of Irish descent lived feasting on the day features traditional irish food including corned beef corned cabbage there's no such thing as corned cabbage corning is a process you do to beef not cabbage coffee soda bread potatoes and shepherd's pie i have never had a good shepherd's pie never i have i have eaten shepherd's pie the country over and i have never had a, a, any one of them where i just didn't even want to not eat it uh, I'm not saying theirs was like that, but they're poor. I imagine it was. Um, my, I couldn't stand Irish food. Growing up, every time we go to grandma's on Sundays, and she's she's she was from Ireland, so she's always cooking. And the food is horrible. They had no flavor. I feel so bad for them. It must have been great when they finally landed here and there was flavor. And they lived on potatoes, mostly. And uh, even when they got stuff like soda bread, it's all poor food stuff, you know. And uh, corned beef, thats that would be something they probably never saw when they were over in Ireland at that time. I could be wrong. Corning goes back a long while, but I don't know. But I don't like it. I don't like Irish food. It's the only I think it's the only cuisine I've ever said that. I do not like eating. I, it's like going to a Mexican restaurant for me. Why am I paying top dollar for something that's poor people food? You can make that better yourself. And you don't have to pay a ton of money. It's poor people food. You can save money by making it yourself. You can save money almost all the time by making anything yourself. Uh, 
So I learned, I had to learn uh, how to cook because we left New York and there was no more food to be had in America, it seemed at the time. Uh, so <laughs> I had to go first coming up with my replacement for pizza. That was a challenge. But I succeeded in my first endeavor as a lazy guy. What do you think I did? I took pita bread, put canned sauce on it, mozzarella, all of it, shoved it in a toaster over to maximum temperature. And that's uh, that was my first thing. It's uh, you can call it hobo pizza. I call it, I call it bachelor pizza. Anyway, uh, so I'm not recommending you go check out any Irish restaurants anytime soon. I hear now they have fine cuisine in Irish Irish restaurants, but I don't know how you can turn traditional food into fine cuisine uh, any more than you can turn Mexican food into fine cuisine. I can't stand Mexican food. I, there's the only you thing make that, me cook it all the time the for you. The only thing that will I will eat is tacos. That's it. See. I can't Mexican stand food. enchiladas. I can't stand rice and beans. I grew up on rice and beans, but not the way they do it. I never made you enchiladas. You'd like to. I made them. No, I don't like them. She, don't, do, like she them. don't like them. Well, I grew up on rice and beans, but it's from Puerto Rico. It's different than the rice and beans that they They have these refried beans. People in Puerto Rico don't eat refried beans. Refried beans is only something they put, they spread on the bread. I don't like it. It's not white. What you're talking about. They have beans. They're, it's called beaners, for God's sake. No, I understand that, but they, the sauce is different. Of course it is. It's a different country. <laughs> what do you think the odds of everybody making the same thing the same way? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so I I don't... The only Irish food I like is corned beef. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, so let's see. What Parades, they have parades, too, of course. This event is most often associated with the holiday. Cities that hold large parades include Boston, New York, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Savannah, and other cities nationwide, worldwide. Not nationwide. That surprised me. Worldwide. Huh? They, they they really say Patrick's Day is being celebrated by Irishmen all over the world? That's awesome. Yeah, it's celebrated by Irishmen and those that temporarily want to be Irish. <laughs> serious drinking since many catholics are irish and uh they're american and of irish descent some may be required to fast from drinking during lent however they are allowed to break this fast during the saint patrick's day celebrations you gotta love a religion that gives you exemptions for stuff so <laughs> like, you know just, you gotta fast but go on if you got it not on saint patty's day uh, this is, uh, anyway, this is one uh, cause for the day's association with drinking heavily. Because they breaking a not allowed to drink fast. Dying water or beer green? Chicago dyes its river green for the festivities. Oh, yay. I know. Let's mess with God's creation. Let's turn it green. Nothing could go wrong. Things live in there, you know. Just say all kinds of stuff live in there, turning it green. How do you know a green dye will do to fish? Heck, they t- they pulled red dye number whatever because it supposedly causes cancer. They don't know what causes cancer. Trust me, it, they're like blind men trying to do a pinata. It's just horrible. 
So they Chicago does that. That's another reason not to like Chicago. <laughs> just there's a million reasons to stay out away from Chicago, including the fact that oh, it's the home of the abominous progressive movement. That's where the royalty live. Anyway, the White House fountain is also dyed green. I have a question. Will Will O'Berry uh, do something for St. Patty's Day? Or has he already told you about it? Because I know I'm not paying attention right now. I've been busy. Well, he has a brewery in the White House. Yeah, no, that's a home brew thing. It's no big deal. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. On their scale, though, it's like a, it is a brewery. That's right. They put out their own beer now. Yeah, and they have their gone garden and honey products, and they're living geez. high on the hog and vacation vacationing all over the world. Oh, all on I our dime. I didn't tell you. Uh, the only thing I saw flying out of that today, in and out, were Italians. The bees, honey bees. Yes, uh, we have mud bees. It's an experiment, really. Uh, people have yelled at me, telling me it's a stupid experiment, but I disagree. There's no such thing. Um, anyway, the queens mates freely, and the place where the queens were raised have all three different kinds of bees. There's Russian, uh, Carnolian, and Italian. And they all have different things for different reasons. But And they look different. The Italians are the prettiest. They got the most yellow. And the males are gorgeous. They they look something similar to a, to a bumblebee, all bright yellow and black it's really 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 i never saw one before it was that was really nice so anyway the only ones i saw were the italians and they were bringing i did see at least one bee come in with its buckets full of pollen from uh the pussy willows are they blooming it's not when they're blooming it's when they when they can get the no i know but uh, do you, you saw them by the spring no i know it by the color of the pollen yes and I remembered from the last bees, this was the first, that was the first pollen they came in with as well. It's a pale green. Anyway, <clears throat> I sorry for the side note there, but I forgot to tell her earlier that I was checking on the bees. Other incorporations of green. In Seattle, the parade routes are painted in green. Observers are supposed to wear green or else risk being pinched. Parade floats and decorations will feature the color green. And religious services, those who celebrate the holiday in a religious context, may also hold a a feast. Outside of this context, overindulgence tends to revolve around, well, drinking. Pea planting, this is the most practical thing about St. Patrick's Day. In the North Florida, where we used to live, we had five acres there. Um, th- this this is planting time. The 17th was the safe time to start planting. So also in the North, it was a time to plant peas. In the Northeast, many celebrate by planting peas. This is largely due to the color and time of the year, prime pre-pea planting conditions. Yes, in the Northeast, St. Patty's Day is pea time because you, you protect them a little bit. They like cold weather. When they when it gets warm, the peas go from sweet to starchy, sort of like when you overcook corn. So, yuck to that. I've had, I've had enough of those starchy ones. 
You have no idea how good peas taste till you pull it, pull your own peas off the vine and just start popping them in your mouth. Just delicious. You don't have to cook them. They're just great raw. What? I know. Our daughter hates peas. And I said, you've never had a real pea. <laughs> you've never had a real yeah. one. She really hates the canned peas her mother used to give her. I, there's no such thing as a good canned pea. <laughs> Not. <laughs> For one thing, the heat they use uh, turns the sugars in the pea to starch, like like you do with corn when you overcook it. And so they, they what you just got is a starchy, mushy pea. We feed that to the chickens. <laughs> okay. Ups and downs for the week. Down from Orlando Daily. Internet Archive's Wayback Machine also has a cache image taken in 2014 showing the State Department listed on the same partner page. I hate this new partner stuff they do. Everybody's got a partner. What? What is that? You you got to get a grant. You got to be partnered with people. Yep, you gotta, you, you gotta, Your business has to be partnered with other people's business, and they have to be partnered with your business, and on and on it goes. It's like a weird social media nonsense. I can't. I, I just can't abide it. I know I lost like a lot of people because I don't like Facebook, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I used to play the games. That's all I did on Facebook, and uh, now they just bore me. All right, so uh, partner page. I hate this because we're get we kind of involved in this, and uh, I, I, it's 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 just. It's wrong. It's just, it's, I'm telling you, it's like, it's like Facebooking for, for, uh, federal well, grants. Well, because it, of... it has the, a collectivism key to it. That's why. And that's what you're revolved by. Yes. Because it does. It really has, like, in it, to me, too. It's like, what do you mean? Like, am I the Borg or something? I don't right. Know. What is, what does my proposal have to do with who, who I say I'm partnered with? You see, you'll see it all the time now. All the pages, all, all these partners, and they're not, and they they are just that they're partnered, and they have to be to get money from the government. It's just uh, it's so much wrong with this country right now that we the average person doesn't even see. This is a good example. I, unless you go down the road of a you know non for profit, you, you would you wouldn't find this out. But yeah, all this collective partnering stuff. Just to make things worse. And it, people get money for nothing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but I'm not that. I'm not going to be like that. So, well, <laughs> hence we're not doing too well <laughs> in that part of the thing because I'm not playing ball. I'm not doing it their way. And it's not likely I'm going to do it their way. Anyway, so the uh, State Department logo is missing from the current version of the same page listing One Voice's partners. <gasps> oh, my. A One Voice spokesperson did not immediately return a request seeking comment on the issue. One Voice is a U.S., U.K. nonprofit sponsoring V15, a new Israeli political action group leading a get-out-the-vote organizing drive aimed at replacing Netanyahu's government with a center-left coalition. And we told you about this. Center-left coalition, uh, let's let's be frank, I guarantee their politics probably is whacked as ours. Uh, center-left just means left-wing lunatic. Uh, uh, Republicans, the rhinos, 
those are progressives too. I mean, so where's your center right going to come in exactly? It does. That's why they love saying center right because it's all it, it's all progs all the time. So yeah, that they're they're making it's not bad enough they're screwing up our country. They want to screw up Israel as well. This is not Obama. This is the people that handle him. He just does what he's told. He's a puppet. An empty suit. Anyway, back to uh one voices problems. One Voice's offices in Tel Aviv are being used as as the campaign headquarters for V15's anti-Netanyahu effort, as World Net Daily first reported, and as we reported weeks ago. And you know what? We've been. This is not the first time we've been doing this nonsense for a very long time. Not this. We haven't. Although, if you mean. Manipulating elections, yeah. uh, sponsoring p- bad characters to become, I don't know, Saddam Hussein, uh, was the guy in Yemen, if we can forget his name, Gaddafi. And, uh, I don't a know. couple of people in South America, too, back in the day. Did what? We put them in power, too. Oh, we, we, we never seek playing in other people's backyards. It's none of our business, but of course we got to... And, and you wonder why some people hate us. Would, how would you like it if some country started coming over here and messing around in your politics, in your elections, in the way your country's going to make its decisions? I don't think you'd like it very much. I think they are doing that. They're trying to do that. The UN is well with this administration. The UN and the people that handle him are all kumbaya. We have fuzzy muzzies in our in our a bunch, government. A, a lot of them, actually. Yep. And we got one elected who took the oath on a Quran. That's an oath to the devil. You realize that, right? Ellison is his last name. He can sue me if he likes. I say Islam, which means submit, is the religion of Lucifer. Enough said. Okay, we got to take a short break. So this is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy 
proceeds of $500,000 and above. A man aged 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right, we have one voice. What the names these progs come up to for their groups is amazing to me. Um, so anyway, here we are in uh, wow, Tel Aviv, the headquarters for V15's anti Netanyahu effort, One Voice's offices. It was one voice that reportedly hired 270 strategies. I I, I, I believe that's strategist. You can't hire a strategy, can you? I didn't think you could pay strategies. Who would open the bank? I mean, <laughs> it, and it repeats it through this whole thing. I know. It's not it does. like it's a type of. It's like a doofuso. All right. One voice reportedly hired 270 strategers, a consultant. Now, they say strategy, so I want to make this clear. I have decided it's supposed to be strat- 
strategy strategers. They didn't. I'm doing that. So if it ha- happens that I'm wrong and they actually hired strategies, uh, well, I apologize. So 270 strategers, a consulting firm whose leadership is composed mostly of former top staffers for President Caesar Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. 270 strategers has been consulting in V15's campaign. Yuri Woolman, v 15 spokesman, told World Net Daily last month his group is primarily financed by three private donors, including One Voice founder Daniel Lubetsky. Yesterday, which is probably a couple days. Fox News quoted a source revealing a bipartisan U.S. Senate committee with subpoena powers is investigating the possibility the Obama administration may have aided One Voice's efforts to defeat Netanyahu via grants from the State Department. One Voice received a State Department grant for $350,000. Oh my, was this during Hitler and Rotten Clinton's time in charge, I wonder? Hmm. One Voice Development and Grants offer Christina Taylor told the Washington Free Beacon last month that no government funding has gone toward V15 voter mobilization effort. Wow. So here we go again with follow the money. These people playing fast and loose with the rules and it, they're just, oh no, we're within the rules even though this is crazy. So uh, the State Department grant, why would a State Department give a grant for 300? Why does the State Department have the ability to give a grant? It's a, it, well, I, I never okayed it, did you? Were you asked? No? Well, that's, they're not supposed to spend money on that. It's not in the Constitution. So? So, uh, so what Hillary Rotten Glitter says, at this point, really, what difference does it make? Hey, her voice annoys the heck out of me. That's about the best I'm coming up with. So, uh, One Voice Development and Grant Officer Christina Taller told Washington Free Beacon last month that, quote-unquote, no government funding has gone toward the V-15 Voter Mobilization Act. Effort. Sorry, not act. Effort. They, they got me crazy with these acts. They just keep passing legislation. One Voice, um, however, V15's complete takeover of One Voice's Tel Aviv offices may raise some questions, not only about the grant usage, but about the State Department's current partnership with One Voice. Oh, Carrie, lurch your trouble. Aside from the State Department, One Voice is also openly partnered with Google, the UK Labour Party, and the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. I don't even know what the Rockefeller Brothers Fund is. It's, it can't be good. It's got the name Rockefeller. Uh, so anyway, there you have it. One Voice is partnering with them, and they're partnering with the State Department. Everybody's partnering with everybody. It's like layers of minutia. It's turning into an orgy of cronyism is what it's turning into. Sorry to use that particular imagery, but 
really, that pretty much fits, don't it? Uh, we know they're corrupt. We know the people from uh, Obama's backing are corrupt. They're thugs. They're nothing but criminals. So why would it surprise you that they would do that? They, they're constantly using stuff in the government for stuff that they're not supposed to use. Again, you bring up a good point. That Was this started during Hillary Clinton's reign as Secretary of State? We know it's continued with Lurch's reign. And yes, I'm going to call it rain because these people think they're lords over us and duchesses and dukes. And they don't think they're public servants anymore. They're reigning over us. Well, they, who knows the way the way things are going? Maybe they're right. I don't know. You, you people tell me. We're going to see a little more action. <laughs> words, words, don't, words don't mean anything without action. Again, by putting a bunch of words in the Constitution won't fix it. I will guarantee you it'll mess it up, but it won't fix it. Well, what would be the point? They don't follow it now. What do you, you, Are you going to amend the Constitution to say, ninny nanny poo poo, you have to follow these rules? And they're going to magically listen to you? I don't think so. If you really consider fixing that from inside of that, I know you think it's outside because the states, but the states are mini-me's of that. So they're going to send the mini-me's to this convention to fix what ain't broken, and even those with the best intentions, like Mark Levin, will screw it up. Because it isn't broken, we're not following it. And if you start putting in amendments what they're doing wrong, which is right now illegal, saying extra words you can't do this and this is ha- and this will happen to you and whatever you're controlling it but you've just made it part of the law now the action's legal you get you get my drift apply that to every one of the liberty amendments and you'll see what i'm talking about no convention of the states till after we take our states back from the ground up and there's enough of them to make uh, that actually happened. So when three quarters of the states are good and ready, taken over by we the people, then then we could have a convention of the states. But even then, I'm telling you, that would be too soon because you just started living under the Constitution. You don't know what's broken in it because we don't live under it. You need to live under it for a while. Then you'll find out. And then we can fix it. But first, you know the plan. Take states back from the ground up. Start with your school board. Constitutional sovereignty. No more unconstitutional laws in my state. Yada, yada, yada. All right. An up down from Reuters. Over one million demonstrators marched in cities and towns across Brazil on Sunday to protest a sluggish economy. Rising prices and corruption, and to call for the impeachment of leftist President Dilma Rousseff, whatever, but dunk dunk. This is actually good news. There's a lot in that paragraph, but I don't know if you've heard some about something called Brick B I B R I C Brick, Brazil, Russia. Indonesia, and China. 
they're going to form their own financial system, their own banking system. They've already got it all all worked out. Now they just need to get all the funding from all the different players. And Brazil is one of the players. It's the first one, right? B. Uh, well, if they have a sluggish economy, rising prices and corruption, where are they going to come up with the, I think it's $100 billion, $100 million per state or $100 billion per state, I can't remember, uh, that they have to put up to seed the, the bank in their system? This would get them out of our SWIFT system. I don't remember why they call it SWIFT. Uh, but it, it, that's the bank system the Western world uses. That's that's how everything's done. All the transactions are made between banks overseas. And st- blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they want out. They, they're they tired of us. There's more and more people saying they're tired of us and that don't want the dollar to be the reserve currency anymore. So more and more of this is going on. If, if they succeed, that would kill us. Because if we didn't have the power of the reserve currency, we couldn't print money without turning into the Weimar Republic. But we're the world's reserve currency, so we can print money. See? Well, that goes away. This all crumbles fast. So you might actually find the progs in Chicago trying to help BRIC get set up because they want our economy to collapse. They've been saying it since the 60s or 70s. Uh, no, it was the 70s, I think, when Cloward and Piven wrote their paper on exactly how to, they wanted welfare to bring down everything and collapse it. and They thought they'd overload the system with welfare, but it didn't work. So now they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at us. So that's good uh, that they're doing that. So maybe it'll mess up their plans, uh, at least hold them off for sure. And then the fact that they're calling for impeachment of their president, it's just horrible for Americans because where where are my people? Or you're the ones say, that's just political suicide. There's nothing good can come from that. No. Everything good can come from that. Impeach Obama and his ilk. But we didn't. We have C-SPAN now, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody will be tuning in. They'll get record lit watchers because uh, the viewers, because we'll be tuning in to see the impeachment of Barack Hussein Obama, and we'll hear all the charges and the explanation of how he violated it and why it is a high crime went over Mr. Amina. I think the idiots that think that's political suicide are the same idiots that keep electing rhinos. Anyway, that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. Hopefully this, like I said, we, we need time. People are really moving. I've, I've been noticing uh, across the country, things are happening. They're not reporting too much on it, but that tells me the amount of reporting I see about it tells me there's a lot more going on, uh, which I, on the grassroots level. And I, it tickles me pink because that means maybe in my lifetime I could live under the United States Constitution again. It's my dream. So, to go back to Brazil, the marches across the continent sized country come as Brazil struggles to overcome economic and political malaise and pick up the pieces of a boom that crumbled once Rousseff took office in 2011. 
Well, you know, the booms and the busts, we all know where that comes from, right? Keynesian economics. And of course, any boom would be crushed at putting a commie in office. All the policies that she's going to put in place are the opposite of what would give you a thriving economy. But, but all the poor people would get free tacos. That's how our, I would laugh. That's what our electorate, that's what our electorate's like now too. All they want is stuff from the national government or they wouldn't be voting in those Democrats. So Rousseff, now earlier to her second four-year term, is unlikely to resign or face an impeachment proceedings called for by many opponents. A fifth year of economic stagnation and a multi-billion dollar corruption scandal at state-run energy company Petrolio Brasileiro, S.A., or Petrobras, has fueled their anger. But still, they're calling for it. See, how come my peeps aren't calling for it in the government? Where are these Tea Party candidates on impeachment? I know somebody's already written up articles of impeachment. Probably Trey Grouty, I don't, I don't know. But Petrobras, this is, think back, you, you might remember a show where I was pointing out all the ridiculous amounts of money we're giving people that we shouldn't be giving. Um, Petrobras is one of them. Where Obama's administration is giving them money to explore for oil off the coast of Brazil but not allowing us to offshore drill in the United States of America, off their shores, but took your money and gave it to these people so that they could sink an oil well, basically, in the middle of the ocean. Wow, and he's worried about things going wrong. I'm just saying... Where do you think things are likely to go wrong? In third world countries or first world countries? Oh, third by far, right? Massively more. So let's give them money to go drill in the ocean that we're worried that might be a spill to pollute the ocean because the ocean's kind of, well, it's, it's, a, it's around most of us. So this is bad because this multi-million dollar corruption scandal, why do I believe it had something to do with the money we gave them? And why is it the progs are always ethical nightmares? Always. Has a lefty ever been put in power that it hasn't been some kind of scandal about misappropriation of money or misuse of money or not paying appropriate taxes? And oh, nothing happened to him. I don't know. I could, I could point to uh, Mal Sharpton. I could vote to, what's that other guy? Um... It's a shame because I kind of like his personality, but he's a proc. I can't remember his name because he's face. Wrangle. That's it. Wrangle is in problems. Uh, you know, it's always something. It's always something underhanded or in their personal life or in government. What they're doing, you got making bills behind closed doors, not telling the people what's in the bill, telling the people we can't know what's in the bill until we pass the bill. Uh, these are all beachable offenses in my mind, but uh, I have a very strict mind. I'd love to see the Wicked Witch of the West end up impeached. Uh, that'd be fun. 
oh, who cares if we if we actually impeach her? Wouldn't the hearings just be worth it? Just to see her sitting there on the hot seat. All of the hearings to impeach all of these people would be worth seeing. I know, but there's certain players that we all know that we have certain feelings towards. Uh, usually, the leaders of the parties. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we like any of the leaders of any party. Just to put it frank, I don't. I don't think most of my listeners do either. I, I can't imagine they're happy with Bonehead, uh, the Weeper out there. Come cry a little more for me. <laughs> you noticed he's been hiding. <laughs> I think he needs to take some. I think he needs to take some testosterone shots or something. Um, because oh, and the other thing is, haven't you noticed he's like, and that's worried me too. He's like married to Obama. When then there's all those that thing about you know his love guy, he's a homosexual with that guy called something Love. His last name is Love. Maybe Boehner's in on that, too. I don't know. I mean, you know, he, he does get a little primpy, and he likes to get fake tans. And, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe he's found his, his niche. Anyway, uh, you, all you can count on from uh, Boehner is pushing the Obamanist agenda while acting like he's fighting it and making everybody shut up about it. Okay, moving along. But for a president narrowly reelected just five months ago, the protests are a sign of a polarized country increasingly unhappy with its leadership. Does that sound familiar to you? Rousseff has recently been jeered at public appearances, and Brazilians in some cities banged pots during a televised speech she made early this month. I say we adopt that. I do too. <laughs> I want everyone to bring pots to bang together. To any political rally you go to. Or town hall meeting. Or town, I said any political meeting. Uh, and yeah, when when the prog starts spewing, you know what? Start banging those pots. That's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be called, get this, it's going to be called the pot revolution. <laughs> that ought to confuse people. I'm you're absolutely right. We really need to show these people that we can't stand them and they work for us. So shut up and go back to the Constitution. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And with that, we're going to take a short commercial break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras for the Bringing Relief and Video Overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, 
and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for attorney general, was deputy attorney general under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an assistant secretary of state under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for secretary of state, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can, man. Obama can, Jeremiah was my pastor. He was a good friend of mine. I said I never heard a single nasty word he said, and I hope you'd believe that line. I had the audacity of hope that you'd believe that line. Now I'm saying, Reverend Wright was wrong. Jeremiah's gone now. He sleeps with the fishes in the deep blue sea. And he didn't speak for me. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. 
Then we'll make s'mores. Radio show. Okay, now. Off to another down. Well, that was an up down because the people are definitely making their voices heard, protesting, banging pots, wanting her impeached. Everything we're not doing. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a socialist country. Because so I know I know you're looking at me. Socialism doesn't work. Now even the socialists are finding that out. Yeah, but they don't believe it. That's the problem. They they don't believe that socialism, communism, doesn't work. They just think they're getting the wrong people in charge when it's going on. But it, the power that is there always corrupts. There's too much power. Power, you're centralizing power to redistribute, and then you expect the government to just like walk away. It's not going to happen. Never has in history. It never will. Um, socialism and communism constantly spawns forms of totalitarianism. So stop playing with it. History's full of it. Learn from it. Don't go there. But as far as I, I'm happy, Brazil's in the tank. Like I said, might mess up that brick plan to uh, actually screw the United States of America. Is really the the whole emotion behind it. All right, a down from CNSNews.com. Two weeks after passage, the Federal Communication Commission. Finally released its landmark net neutrality regulations last Thursday morning. Among its many determinations, the FCC stated that broadband providers do not enjoy First Amendment protections because they do not have a right to free speech. I have the one thing I could say already about this. I have no idea what this author is talking about. Why would you put that paragraph there? There should have been something in front of it explaining what the heck they're talking about. Well, what what First Amendment protections? What what are they claiming? What's the problem? Nope, they just do not enjoy it. We just we decided. Uh, well, a thing it doesn't have a free speech. So you're not it, you're on solid ground there. However. The FCC is the camel's nose under the tent. It's coming in, and we're going to be outside the tent, and it's going to be inside the tent. Because government controls, wants control. You control, you control the Internet, the Internet's killed. It's, it's done. We'd have, we'll have to create some kind of dark net. But anyway... Um, the rules we adopt today, rules, you see they say rules like it's just, ah, what happens if you violate the rule? You go to jail. And it's it, a law. Ah, that's a law. And on top of that, a bureaucrat is interpreting the Constitution. 
Right. Bureaucrats are, are great, right? Go watch Benny Hill and uh, what's the other one? Something Served. That we used to like with the, they're on a, they're salesmen on a store floor in England. Yeah, you bring this up all the time. Look, go watch those comedies, a Monty Python, all the things they talk about, Betty Hill. It's like they're making fun of bureaucrats constantly. You saw, you saw Harry Potter. They made a, they did a whole thing on ripping the bureaucrats with the whole uh, thing of magic. Ministry. Ministry. They're all right. ministries yeah, over there. In Britain, they have ministries. Yeah. See here, we have alphabets. Yeah. Either way, they're bureaucrats. <laughs> and they always make, they just constantly that's where they're getting their humor from their their impetus for what they do is it's just reacting to things the government's doing the bureaucrats are doing to the the English people all the time and so they make fun of it because it's really all they could do about it make fun of it because they don't have a constitution no, the closest they got is their, that they think it helps them at all is the Magna Carta. Actually, a talk show host brought that up, and you were, like, yelling at him. <laughs> I forget who it was, but they brought up the Magna Carta. Well, you should bring it up. You should probably read it. I'm just saying. The Magna Carta doesn't actually protect them from anything. It has the, It is not law. It's 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 a it, no. I know people signed the Vatican. It's not obviously not law. The whole world is following it, right? And I don't know any European countries that adhere to the spirit of the Magna Carta, which is individual liberties, not massive bureaucracies. We need to go back. We need to read Bastiat, and we need to read. Uh, who who was the guy invent supposedly invented capitalism, free market notions? Adam Smith, um, very good, excellent thing to read. Don't forget John Locke, the 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 man on natural rights. Uh, Vattel, Vattel's Law of Nations. This is where they they had this as a reference at, at the Constitutional Convention, and I know it wasn't called the Constitutional Convention. Anyway, they, so they say that the people that provide us with the service don't have First Amendment protections, which, of course, is untrue because they're men by people. In what context? They, there's no context here. This author, absolutely. I'm getting sick of reading these people. What, what are you trying to – what are they saying they have protection? They are people. They do have First Amendment protection. It has nothing to do with the Internet. Just do, can you just please read that paragraph? You really want me to? Yes. This is CNS News. CNS News is not a bad news organization. It's very good, by the I way. I know it's not bad. So just read it. Okay. The rules we adopt today do not curtail broadband partners' free speech rights, the commission said on page 268 of its decision, noting that because they merely serve as a means for others to express themselves, broadband providers are not entitled to free speech rights themselves. Again, I th these people they're making rulings like they're judges and stuff, which aren't even supposed to make rulings, and it still don't know what they're talking about. How? In what way did they want First Amendment? I, I understand. 
so they, they understand that their servers are machines, so they would be asking that their servers have First Amendment rights. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish, what they're fighting, but I know it's not good. The FCC, I, this is bad. The, the government's here, and they're here to stay. All right, so uh, when engaged in broadband Internet access services, broadband providers are not speakers, but rather serve as conduits for speech of others. The FCC stated, okay, I still don't understand, because if the information on the servers belong to the speakers in the first place, I'm protecting their First Amendment rights against the government getting that information without a warrant. Other than that, I have no idea what the FCC is thinking about. That's that's scary as well. Uh, it's nice to know that us speakers have First Amendment rights. The problem is, how does the FCC interpret our First Amendment rights? Oh, That's what all the bureaucracies have been doing. You expect them to be any different? However, the point is a matter of contention because the decision also says that providers shall not block lawful content, applications, or services. Page 284. The commissioners acknowledge that such a problem has not arisen to date, stating the record reflects that broadband providers exercise little control over the content which users access on the Internet. If broadband providers did exercise such control, the commission suggested they may have some justification for seeking First Amendment protections. Claiming free speech protections under the First Amendment necessarily involves demonstrating status as a speaker, the decision stated. Absent speech, such rights do not attach. I think we got to read the First Amendment again so everybody has it clear because it's not like the Second Amendment. It's not about one thing. Madison put three different requests from states for amendments together in the First Amendment that he felt all go together. Okay. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. There you are. A little bit more in free speech, eh? Uh-huh. Well, considering it doesn't matter what it says or what it means, they're going to do whatever they want, just like judges do. They, it's irrelevant what it means. See, and I'd like to know what would happen. And I know you, you, we're going to bring up the plan again because we haven't brought it up for a long time. Once we get our states back and everyone just starts saying no, what are these bureaucrats going to do? Are they go- going to take out the SWAT teams that they have and come after us? That's the plan. But their plan, it's got a kink in it. Every time they do that, we show force and they back down. You know, some people call it testing. I say, yeah, they're testing the waters, and the water's too hot. And that's why they back off. So what are they going to do with all the SWAT team? They had 220 SWAT ATF people down in a 
Bundy Ranch. 220. That's the full complement of their militarized force. They have 220 uh, SWAT members, I guess we call I don't know what else to call them. I grew up with SWAT. Yeah, I know. They have all different names. They all do the same things. They all kick down doors. They all use squad tactics and military tactics, and it's quite frightening. After finding that broadband providers themselves do not have right to free speech, the FCC said that its new net neutrality rules protect the First Amendment rights of those who use the providers to access the Internet. Indeed, rather than burdening free speech, the rules we adopt today ensure that the Internet promotes speech by ensuring a level playing field for a wide variety of speakers who might otherwise be disenfranchised. The decision continued. It says disadvantaged. Oh, this thing was in my way. It's the, the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. Yes, I know. It's the same thing. <laughs> Disadvantaged. Okay, that'd be poor people, right? Disadvantaged people that can't afford. That's the way they use it. They're disadvantaged. Um, they don't have the advantage. Well, that doesn't mean they're not equal. It says disadvantaged. Bad use of the word. But anyway, um, this is interesting. They're gonna pro- they're gonna promote. They're gonna make rules that promote. Make sure that promotes me. There's nothing the government's ever done that's promoted liberty. So, excuse me while I laugh. Uh, this gonna there's no this is gonna be like the fairness doctrine. That's what net neutrality is gonna turn into. That's what they're talking about. We need more people listening to internet talk show hosts like me that are progs. Equally, equal time. How the heck are you going to manage that? But the disadvantage thing might throw you, but it's gonna, it means just giving poor people internet and adding a tax or, you know, they may call it a fee, for said service, for giving our money away to them in the first place. They're going to take our money and give it to them. Even if it was given to me. It, it's not mine. What? Why are you taking? <laughs> why are you doing this? You, this is unbelievable. This is going to be a nightmare because you have the not only FCC, the FECs in this in this mess now too in the internet. They said, "Well, the FCC can do it. Ho ho ho! We want to do it too. We want our piece of the internet." And 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 so it starts. So it starts. When you read the next paragraph, this next paragraph completely made my head explode. Really? Yes. This one? After? No. Indeed? Go back. No. Uh, Go. That way? The commissioners. I did, I did all this. No. You, you missed it. Yeah, you, now you messed everything up. You I scrolled too No. Susan. Susan. Stop it. Okay, um, so we were, indeed, blah, 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 he continued. Even if the ruling does not constitute a potential violation of Internet providers' First Amendment rights, a majority of the five commissioners said there was a compelling governmental interest in doing so. That one. 
that's down, not up, Susan. I still cannot believe they said that. It, you know what? We know we're going to kind of violate your rights under the Constitution, but you know the government has a compelling interest to in doing it. We don't really care. The government's an entity as well. And oh, it, it's my not supposed Lord. To have interests. It's not supposed to have interests. you got to be kidding me. They literally just said, oh, in yeah. your face. No, they say the compelling interest. They've been saying that for decades. But what does that mean? There is a compelling government interest to do so. Government obvious has an interest in getting into everything and taxing everything and regulating everything. And taking death. away your rights. And that's what the governments do. So the government always has an interest in screwing us. We get that. Uh, but we don't want you to do it. And we have a document that allows us to say that and stop you. We don't need the document. We created the document. Whatever we the people say goes. It's about time we put our rule of law back together again. Because the rule of man sucks, doesn't it? Elections have consequences. That's what the constitu- That's why they didn't give us this form of government. Because elections do not have consequences under the Constitution. Because it's the rule of law. doesn't matter who's the majority party. You can't pass a law that's not pursuant to the enumerated powers of the Constitution. Period. If you wish to do so, there is a process. Please see Article 5. I'm saying just say I want no. a robot that just walks around all day <laughs> saying that in, in in Congress. Just walk up to constantly saying that over and over again. Maybe they'll get it through their thick skulls. Maybe you could read Sock Dollager to him too. I'm just saying no. <laughs> Seriously, we're to the point where we have to just say, guess what? I don't care what you say. We say no. Yes, and no matter what the government says, they're lying to you. The last one is the one that stands out for me. Even if they were engaged in speech, the rules we adopt today are tailored to the important government interest in maintaining an open Internet as a platform for expression, among other things. By definition, by being involved in the Internet, you have made sure that it is not open. Or... Here we go again with our, that depends on your definition, openness. Bill Clinton, man, I, somebody should have smacked you when you were younger. Um, yeah, they have an interest. Every, government interest in regulating anything does not promote anything free. It takes away. It takes away liberties. Every time it does something, it takes away liberties. That's why it was set up not to do this. You can't just pass legislation because it feels good. It's not your money. And this is something we need to keep saying to our elected cockroaches. You don't get to spend my money any way you like. You answer to me. You are my political servant. So start serving. (laughs) Serving, serving five, serving. I still got that stupid show in my head now. But you you can, can't you see between the lines? Can't you hear it? While they're blowing blue smoke up your backside, the news behind the news, I'm always pointing out, you got to read with uncooperative minds. You got to hear what the subtext is behind what they're saying. 
because they're not ever going to tell you what the, the truth. So you got to kind of read between the lines. And you got to ask questions like, oh, well, I don't know, Mr. Mr. Obama, what does fundamentally transform America mean? He said a five-year-old to go ask him, but not one news agency asked him. Why not? Wait, you say you're going to fundamentally... Tra- what do you mean? Are you saying that our country is wrong, that our, our traditions are evil? What, what are you trying to say? What are you going to transform us into? Why didn't anybody in the lamestream media ask these questions? And he's not an actual-born citizen, no matter what, so I don't really care. Birthers or not birthers, the birthers are right, he's not. I don't care if they don't understand why. They're still right. Okay. Um, I guess we'll move it along. They took, they're taking away a liberty. I wonder how long I'm going to be able to do this show. I don't know. Mother Nature has been against us a couple times. <laughs> yeah, last night was rough. There's no way to get a show going. It just kept dropping. The internet just going away. And, you know, you wouldn't think so. It was just windy. I mean, really windy, but uh, I guess there's a loose dish somewhere on a on a pole on a tower yeah, <laughs> that I'm not going to complain about because I do every six months because it's always the same thing, and it takes me days, days to finally get to the point where anybody that can do anything is listening to me. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I've done it too many times now. I, my brain is turning to mush talking to these people. All right, and up from the S Oceated Press, Walt Disney Studios. Boy, I loved Walt Disney growing up. With the world of Disney every Sunday evening, it was great. And then we had the Wild Kingdom, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Those are big shows for me growing up. She doesn't even know that that the guy she likes so much, uh, the actor, uh, Kurt Russell, actually got his start doing Disney movies. Yes, I did. And notice how these... No, you didn't. Notice how these um, shows, when they were sponsored by corporations that weren't in bed with the government, were much better than now, when they're getting money from the government. Because... Um, Wild Kingdom has gone down the tubes. There's no Wild Kingdom anymore. It was off the air a long time ago. That was sponsored by Mutual of Omaha. And I just did a commercial for them. Look at that. Anyway, back to the Associated Press. Walt Disney has, uh, the studios has fallen out of favor in recent years with many Christians and conservatives, largely because the company that once was nearly synonymous with Wholesome Family entertainment has been caught up in the recent swell of moral, quote-unquote, progress and social experimentation. If Mickey Mouse had lived a natural lifespan, he'd be rolling over in his grave. I have to admit, I, I think the worst of them was was rapper Mickey Mouse, which just came out all racist. <laughs> Horrible. But in the brand-new live-action Cinderella... It appears Disney has made a movie that remembers its previous reputation. 
and she's getting all t- she's getting all touchy over here because we've already done this part of the show before. No, no, no. I, was, I think I, we started it twice last night, so this would be the third time. No, I didn't even know that there was a Cinderella movie out. We're so behind when it comes to oh, what's no, going I, out. I went to in want to I want to watch movie wherever the place is, and uh, they have Cinderella available already for listening online. Oh, we can do movies now. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. you got to pay. Oh, oh, no! I got the two free sites from your daughter, and I lost. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have her emailed me them. <laughs> lost the paper I wrote it on. You should have started with email to me. You don't write things down. I write everything down. Yeah, well, stop it. You've got a smartphone now. Well, <laughs> sorta. No, my phone is not semi-smart. That no, it's just you can't put anything extra on it. Just putting Google services on it left it with 60 megabytes of free space internally. And you can't root this phone, so it's one of those, the SIM card's in the phone. It's not something you can remove. Um, I didn't buy it. So, yes, Cinderella is out, and the new Cinderella sounds wonderful. Let's see what they think. The Rags to Riches story returns with all the familiar elements of the old fairy tale. Captured in a visually lovely film with moving music and a solid and believable performance from the lead actress. My 13-year-old daughter, who accompanied me on a little daddy date, loved the movie. And I suspect most little princesses will also enjoy it. Please don't raise your little girls up to be princesses. There are always problems as teenagers. The film was also made with an eye for families, with very little violence, no profanity, and outside of the cleavage common in the time period dresses, virtually no sexuality. This film's only kiss, for example, is saved for a wedding day. Seriously, this is a film that could have been made in the 50s, except with better special effects. The movie's moral message, meanwhile, couldn't be more plain, especially as it's repeated nearly a dozen times in the dialogue. Have courage and be kind. Wholesome, pretty, enjoyable for young girls, with themes of courage, kindness, patience, humility, and justice winning out in the end. Cinderella seems something out of a Disney past, and that's a good thing. Unfortunately for adults, this Cinderella really does seem like something out of the past. As in, something you've already seen a dozen times. Outside of a creative portrayal of the fairy godmother by Helena Bonham Carter, there is nothing new added to the tale. This is exactly the story you already know, told almost exactly the way you would tell it if you were reciting it at bedtime to your little girls. I think that's fantastic. Good. That's not nearly as annoying as having to watch a purple dinosaur every day. It's a movie. And you haven't seen that much of it anyway, because the truth is they didn't la- release their movies for anybody else to play for a long time. So you, I don't know. You, you couldn't get Cinderella, Snow White, all these things. They were holding them back. They were doing special releases of of them. So I think it's nice that they're going back to just putting out movies. And I would like this. I would see. I would see Cinderella again. That was it. I haven't seen it since I took you to see it, Susan. Yes, you did. You took me to see it as a, on a date in a theater, a cartoon, and then we danced in the parking lot. Yes, we did. 
Uh, the thing that I like about this, I think what's happening is because of all of the Christian movies that are coming out, they're feeling the pressure that they're losing money. Because, you well, know, it's mostly about the bottom line. They're not feeling uh, like they're not get. They are getting they are watching these low budget films make lots of money. Uh, we want to see this stuff. We eat it up. We good, wholesome, positive message. That's the stuff we want. Heroes, the all the superhero stuff that's out. That that's what all these things were around when I was growing up. Now they need to bring back westerns. Westerns are great. That's it's so America. Even well, even though early west a lot of some early westerns were made in Italy. Well, the problem is that they don't realize that the majority of the population of the United States of America are not progs. Yeah, no, they think we all are. It's just a minority of crazy people like me, and you listening to me. Yes, I do have people listening to me besides you, honestly. Anyway, before I move, before I get into the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report, we're going to have to take a short break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. socialists you will be assimilated your individual liberties personal freedoms and mental individuality will be added to our own resistance is futile are payday loans ruining your life do you want control over your money again if you have two or more Payday Loan Cash Advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about. A program that may help get aggressive and unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates. And they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, call right now for a free consultation. 877-314-2657 Support the Uncooperative Radio Show and earn extra money at the same time all for only $5 one time. Unleash an unstoppable flood of $5 payments paid instantly to you directly to your account. Visit this website for all the details, www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash U-R. And that's all small letters, guys. www.thegenesisteam.com dot com forward slash you are the auto cash robot just launched worldwide receive multiple five dollar payments over and over and over again paid instantly and directly to you www dot the genesis team dot com forward slash you are and again, make sure all lowercase letters in that website address, thegenesisteam.com. 
dot com forward slash you are. Go there now. You'll be glad you did. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Radio show. put it. Time for the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report meets a festival. Yes. Now, when I found the article that you're going to read after this, they just kept mentioning this festival, the 22nd annual SXSW Interactive Festival. And I'm like, what the heck is that? They never said the anagram, you know, what it was. So it's supposed to mean South by Southwest Interactive Festival. That makes sense. This is a huge commie organization that puts people together in all kinds of industries to promote communism. That's how I see it. Once you read it, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like you said, we're getting hit from all sides. They're getting every single industry together to try to stop them from buying anything or or doing business with anybody that uses fossil fuels. Uh, Prague's are trying to get conservatives' businesses put out of and jobs. The CEO gets kicked out. Uh, they're, they're going after everybody doesn't think like they do. It is the thought police from the idiots, the useful idiots. That's all it is. And the keynote speaker, that's why I delved into this more, and I wanted to find out about this festival, was Al Gore. As soon as Al Gore's a speaker anywhere, my hairs go it's up. global warming. Who else are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. Anyway, the second annual South by Southwest, the 22nd annual South by Southwest Interactive Festival returns to Austin from Friday, March 13th through Tuesday, March 17th, tomorrow. 
an incubator of cutting-edge technologies and digital creativity. The 2015 event features five days of compelling presentations and panels from the brightest minds in emerging technology, scores of exciting networking events hosted by industry leaders, and an unbeatable lineup of special programs showcasing the best new websites, video games, and startup ideas the community has to offer. From hands-on training to big-picture analysis of the future, South by Southwest Interactive has become the place to preview the technology of tomorrow today. I don't understand what her problem is with this. It doesn't say anything. Well, you said this article. Now she's talking to me from a distance. From a distance. Um, now I have to read the next article to make sense of the first article and the way she wants me to see it. Well, because I didn't know what S by XW was because in the article from TeaParty.org, they don't tell me. So I had to go and search and find out, okay, so well, who is this SXSW Interactive and what's this festival about? Because they don't tell you. They just tell you what they did at the festival. Yeah, you're going to have to work out some way to make that one thing. In the future. All right. Uh, former Vice President Al Gore, the Green Goblin, on Friday called on South by Southwest attendees to punish climate change deniers, saying politicians should pay a price for rejecting, quote-unquote, accepted science. Really? Gore said smart investors are moving away from companies tied to fossil fuels and towards companies investing in alternative energy. We need to put a price on carbon to accelerate these market trends. You see, here, here it all comes, the, the whole deal. This is, it's, just, it's just New World Order Socialism. It's all it is. It's what it was designed for. It's what it's about. And if you still believe in this climate change nonsense this human-driven climate change that's going to destroy the world, you really need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid because it doesn't make any sense scientifically at all. And they can't even get the weather here right tomorrow, yet alone 100 years from now. So, smart yeah, Gore will say anything. He's a liar. He's a salesman. He's nothing more than hawking a used car right now. Uh, by saying, oh, smart investors are moving away from companies. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you think they're smart because they're doing what you want, but that doesn't mean everybody thinks they're smart. And they're trying to act like there's some kind of movement. No, there's not. It depends on who's in charge up there that's abusing their power. They see an opportunity to get money from the government in this market and that's why they're doing it. If they're doing it at all. I mean, he's just such a lie. All these people are, all the rest are moving away from that. No, no, that, that, that's a lie. That's uh, obviously a bold-faced lie because all, no, all smart ones, who decides who's smart? Uh, that's the problem. Al Gore is selling, well, he's selling snake oil. He wants, he's selling you snake oil and if you if you want to buy it, go ahead. But you're not going to be happy with you're not going to be happy what's in the bottle. 
Okay, um, now he wants to open up carbon credits. Of course, that's global redistribution of energy uh, and money. We don't need any such thing. The UA, it, it, I know you hear nothing about it, but the European Union already has this nonsense, and it's all been a giant failure, including the fact that organized crime stole over $80 billion worth of money out of it. They don't tell you this stuff, huh? Yeah. Well... Look it up. Don't believe me. Look it up. That says, all right, in order to do that, we need to put a price on denial in politics. Price on denial. So if I don't believe in you, in your snake oil, I got to, I got to pay a price. Is that right? Because I say you're a lunatic and you're trying to destroy my country. I should pay a price for denial in politics. Well, if, okay, then we're going to put all you lefties <laughs> under this because you're in denial of history. South by Southwest Interactive brings together designers, developers, investors, entrepreneurs, and politicians for several days of talk about technology. Innovation and the future. This is all that nonsense. If it does it on its own in a free market, great. And it would if there was money to be made doing it. Right now, it's not that much money in in doing it, but it's picking up as people decide they want their electric bills to go down and they invest in solar panels and put them on their roofs. And yes, there's more to a solar system than just the panels, but you get my drift. That's the way it should be. Let the individuals decide. Let the market decide. But no, right now the people that are doing it is doing it smart, but it's not because of a free market. It's because they can write off every single dollar of it on their taxes. Up front, off the top. Spend $60,000 and you take that as much as you're going to owe the government off your taxes every year until that's used up. It gets carried over year to year. So... This is an this is a false market. This is a market subsidized by the government. That's what subsidies are, tax breaks. They always act like they give money to people. No, they do give money to people, but the, that's the other thing we're complaining about. But no, subsidies are tax breaks. So when they say big oil is getting subsidies, it means they're getting tax breaks for their losses on exploration, for instance. At one time, these companies were going bust. They were going bankrupt in the 70s. So anyway, um, I, I just love it at price. They, they just, if you don't believe what we believe, you need to go, you need to die, you need to go to re-education camps, you need to be taxed to death. South by Southwest brings into, interactive brings together designers, developers, investors, blah, 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 blah. The massive annual festival also includes film and music portion. Also at the festival Friday, U.S. Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker swore in former Google attorney Michelle K. Lee as director of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Lee is the first woman to hold the job. Well, there's a job women could certainly do as good as men. Uh, But now, you know, the Patent and Trademark Office has been changed into the we're stealing the poor people's ideas from them office. 
because it's no longer first invented, it's first filed. doesn't matter if you invented it. If they filed it, they own it, and that's the end of it. They That's just happened in the dead of night, and it was to get in line with the way the rest of the world does it. Nothing gets invented by the rest of the world, and I would hazard a guess that's why. Why is it that when immigrants came here from over in that suppressed Europe, they became inventors? All these people that never invented anything in Europe came over here and had multiple inventions. Why do you think that was? Opportunity, dang it. So stop taking it away. One of it is if I invent it, it's mine. No piece of paper changes that. But that's not the world we live in anymore. We live in the world of if I can steal your idea and get it to the patent office before you, it's mine, buddy. So now you got to be very careful what you say and do on the internet because if you're planning on using it, you better be better copyright it before you open your mouth. Or trademark, whatever the case would be. Um, Pritzker, is she is she another little girl that talks like this? Why is it we hire a bunch of these little girls that look like they they just fell out of college? Since when do we put them in such positions of power in the government? It's amazing to me what's going on up there. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a sexist. Say what you want. I'm sorry. She. She's her voice. It's annoying. It sounds like what's this little girl doing? Who is she? And why is she here? Why is she speaking? Sit down, little girl. <laughs> Sit down. Do you have a driver's license? <laughs> Are you over twenty-one? <laughs> this is a very special moment. She said she added an interview after the event that she wanted the tech-heavy SXSW crowd to see. That one of their own is here, and that's how they do South by Southwest. S X S W. Yeah, that's the point. To get all these progs together, right? And get them in government, right? And then say, "But look, she's from Google." They're all progs. We're all in it's it together. It's like, but who cares? She's a prog. I don't care where she's from. It doesn't give her credibility. Does anybody have credibility that this office puts up? No. They're all anti-American commies. In an hour-long question and answer session, Pritzker said she aimed to make the Commerce Department more responsive to business. More crony capitalism. Thank you. That's what that said. Uh, This is our government. This is how they behave. These are the bureaucrats that run our lives. That we need to stop. And again, how old is she again? We are basically a service business, and you are our customer. The private sector, she said, pointing to the audience. No, you mean business. Big business. That's why it's that's why it's first filed, not first invented. First of all, we are not your customers, madam. You are our servant. Yeah, people don't understand that customers are supposed to be in charge, too. You can't talk mean to me. Well, actually, I have the ability. You want to hear? Look, uh, this is just more prog networking. That's what it is. And, of course, in this this is where all the tax money is going. $500 billion to Solyndra. Gee, whatever happened to Solyndra, Susan? 
where are all those solar panels they were supposed to make? Oh, right, they threw them all in the garbage when they when they were done using up all our money. There was nothing left. They left and they threw all this. They threw all the solar panels in the garbage and all the parts for the solar panels. Five hundred billion dollars, and it was just it's just gone. That was that was stolen. That was front money. That was redistribution of wealth. And to me, that was money laundering. These solar startups that they funded, all of them have now got belly up. That's your money. That And by the way, where in the Constitution does it say our government is supposed to invest in business? It doesn't say that because it's not allowed to do it. The, the notion did not even come up. I just want to make that clear. It was not even discussed in the convention. The uh, We are basically serviced. Uh, Gore, who has made climate change an overriding theme since he lost to George W. Bush in 2000 presidential election, made no mention of his political future. He took several questions from Twitter after his talk. None asked whether he was considering another run for the White House. Why bother? He's rich. Does he need? He's rich. He's he's rubbing elbows with all the powerful people. He doesn't need to be president. He's got his own private jet. Bother! He's telling you you can't drive your pickup truck because it doesn't get enough gas mileage. They want us to drive around those little gay cars. How do you? I got a question for you. How, How do you get? How do you put like twenty four by eight pieces of plywood in a Prius? You can't. Best you could do is haul a trailer, but if you haul a trailer, then it doesn't get a good mileage. But it's electric mostly, so it doesn't matter. Oh wait, it uses more electricity to charge the batteries, which comes from the evil power plants. All right, electric cars solve nothing. He said he hoped his third SXSW appearance would help promote the fight against climate change and to help put pressure on those who say it's not a problem. We have this denial industry cranked up constantly, Gore said. Weren't we already supposed to be underwater? In addition to 99% of the scientists and all the professional scientific organizations, now Mother Nature is weighing in. 99% of the scientists do not agree with man-made climate change, you doofus. Heck, all the ones that you used on names on the International Panel for Climate Control, IPCC. Half of those people, those scientists, wanted their names removed from it, and you, you didn't take them down. They had to take you to court to remove their names as promoting your nonsense of global warming. Now, it is far. it is settled. It is settled that they don't, that is junk science. It is nonsense, and that is the real settled science. Trust me, the tilt of the earth that changed recently has more to do with the weather than all the hot air that comes out of Al Gore's mouth. I know know that's risky saying that. That's a lot of hot air, but I'm good with it. He led a presentation on major weather events, and he said could be attributed to human activity. He linked troubles in the Middle East, at least partially, to climate change. What? You know, Islam, what does Islam have to do with climate change? 
saying that drought drove more than a million Syrian refugees into cities already crowded with refugees from the Iraq war. Oh, now we're going to start talking about the Iraq war. Let's bring GW back into this because he must hate his guts beyond belief. At one point, Gore's presentation showed a slide of Pope Francis. How about this Pope, Gore said? Cardinal Peter Turkson, a Vatican official who helped draft the Pope's anticipated encyclical on the environment, said recently that the planet was getting warmer and that Christians needed to address the problem. Gore said he looks forward to the release of the Pope's document expected in June or July. I'm not a Catholic, Gore said, but I could be persuaded to become one. Well, there's a guy that stands by his convictions. <laughs> and that's pretty much enough said. Not to mention this is the first openly socialist pope we've, we've had. Um, you left-wing little progressive socialist commie fascist status bastards just drive me nuts. The stupidity of it is a ma- it just it blows my mind. It, it just you are working so hard. And doing so many horrible things to other people to to get what you want for your own enslavement. Well, the the system, the thing you think you want, you don't want. You're too you're just too stupid to think it through. You're just brainwashed by these idiot professors, uh, and you you, you you don't stand a chance unless you you have you have an understanding before you walk in the door. You walk in those doors unprepared, boy. They turn you into a a good little prog, a good little collectivist. The good of the many over the good of the few or the one. Yeah, we, I really should have smacked Spock for that. Uh, I'm a big fan, but I found out now by watching it, now that I have a different, that I have a political mind, I can't really watch Star Trek anymore because it's so such political nonsense about collectivism that I can't take it. Uh, it's a shame. It'll be missed. All right, another one from World Net Daily. Not yet. Not yet. It's a hard break. So this is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in vivid red, white, and blue, Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central, on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had any other plans. 
Except the you damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the can you dig it? You see, this cat Barry is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your Happy Meal! But I don't want your... The Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. There's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time We need to be humble and not have a spine Defeated Let me just say uh, Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the Internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular Internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? 
We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 9168 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. Okay, and welcome back to the Corbin Radio Show. And okay. <laughs> Susan will read because... I butchered this, the this copy is, and I she had she doesn't one. know how to do control plus. I was going to do it in a minute, dear. He's such a control freak. Well, you're supposed to be reading already. That was, wow, that was a little much. Okay. All right. This is going on with the Global Warming Report. And this is from World Net Daily. Greg something rather. While Washington focuses on whether President Obama will sign on to a nuclear agreement with Iran without submitting the deal for Senate approval, the administration is following a similar strategy on a global climate change policy that could leave the U.S. beholden to an international climate justice tribunal. Uh, I'm sorry. Did we sign on to anything saying we're give them power over us? Do we have a treaty I don't know about? The United Nations It's, it's frame- an agreement. That's the key word. It's an agreement. They have agreed, which means he's going to use his power any way he wants. See. The United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, or UNFCCC, recently released a negotiating language for the agreement to the public. The official purpose of pursuing, quote, a universal climate agreement, unquote, is to renew the Kyoto Protocol, the 1997 deal championed by then-Vice President Al Gore. Boy, we have a lot of gore on this one. (laughs) There's a lot of gore on this show. But resoundingly condemned by the U.S. Senate, President George W. Bush eventually cut all U.S. ties to to Kyoto. And yet this guy has already put... uh... All the cold, most of the cold fire plants out of business, and will when the next set of regs are automatically designed to kick in, you're going to lose the rest of them most likely. This damage will not be able to be undone by a new president. This was illegal. It, it, there's nothing constitutional about it, therefore it's illegal. And uh, but what are you going to do about it? How you fix it? You can't do it without being illegal yourself. He's done all this. He's destroyed the industry. How do you put the industry back? You can't. You'd have to make it, it'd have to be worth their while to invest in coal again. No one in their right mind would do that again because any pres- if any president can make up rules and laws about anything they want, how is business supposed to know, besides being completely in bed with them, the cronies, how is he supposed to know how to navigate that? Oh, navigation, that's a new thing. You have to learn how to navigate the the federal government. It's so complicated to get all the things you're entitled to. So they got navigators helping people do that. Navigating, you know, just like get more of your stuff because they didn't give enough away already. 
Sorry, but if, if you have a nice life you're pro- comfortably in your economy and your retirement, you're probably not comfortable anymore. Sad state of affairs, but you know, that's where it is. Competitive Enterprise Institute senior fellow Chris Horner, who raised alarm about the proposed tribunal in Sunday's edition of the Washington Times, says that provision is ominous for the United States. What is climate justice? This is troubling for several reasons, said Horner, who added that his first concern is President Obama attempting an end run around the Senate's role in ratifying any international treaties. He can't ratify. He can agree, and he can do things like other presidents did unconstitutionally. He will definitely do. He's already implementing it. He he's already doing. He's not going. He can't do the carbon credit thing, but he's putting the industry out of business. He's regulating uh, the crap out of the uh, energy business. What what more does Kyoto want that he's not already doing? The first problem, he said, is that the U.S. has always vigorously resisted being subject to any international court, despite the best efforts of the political left. You yes, know, and understand, they love to use the word political left, because everyone in Europe views that completely different than people over here. So they love confusing the issue. They use the word, well, that's one, the only time they use the left, rather than saying Democrats, Labor Party, etc., we're getting right into where your copy is. But we sh- we should vigorously. We're not subjects of anybody. We're not subjects over here. You Europeans, you're still subjects. We're not subjects. We we don't get ruled over. We don't want an international court deciding anything about us. That's what we have the Supreme Court for. That's really its only job, not what it normally does. The Supreme Court is supposed to be looking, taking its big eye of Saruman and looking out to the rest of the world. Not in on us, unless we request it. Right. The federal government has almost zero to do with us under the Constitution. Um, Well, except for the 16th Amendment. I know we're going to get rid of that, so I don't even pay attention to it anymore. But, yeah, they're going to bring up lost now. You know about the law of the sea treaty, lost? That was a global environmental treaty as well as a welfare transfer, he said. A wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. See how easy that is? It is. It had a court as well, and that was a major reason the United States never ratified it. The first thing Ronald Reagan did was push that aside. Bill Clinton later signed it, but we never ratified it because it had a court. It was a Kyoto with a court. No, that's not the only reason. Every part of it, you're taking all of our resources away from us and getting on control of the United Nations. Anything on the CEO ocean floor. No, we're not giving you that power. Pound sand. We, we do not want to be part of your new world order. Do it without us. Do it without us. You might as well, because the way things are going, we're going to win and you're going to lose, so you better do it without us. You can try and compete with us economically that way. Now your copy's correct. And because we went back to the Constitution, the government's out of the markets now. There is no more crony capitalism. The big boys are going to have to going to have to play equal with everybody else and that's that's going to be a, a horrible experience for them everything will take care of itself but if the government gets involved in it it's it's a mess just like our national forests they mismanaged the national forests since, oh, for over 50 years but let's 
the national government's the only one that could possibly do it. They're the only ones who could possibly do it this badly. See, the good thing about when a state's government screws up, it only screws up the one state. <laughs> That's why we're not supposed to have this thing up there. That's not supposed to have an effect on us at all. But I'm going to continue with this story. Sort of said it's also a problem because this tribunal will mainly be looking to punish one country, the United States. <laughs> yeah, you think that's a problem? Oh, that's just priceless. At least they said it out loud. The tribunal's existence will be mainly looking to punish one country, the United States of America. Oh, my. And we are not the United States, so we're the United States of America. Now we actually have a Kyoto court, and the president saying ratification has proven to be a problem. We've seen that when our system causes him obstacles, he decides he doesn't have any use for our system. Now we see there's going to be, in a treaty, a climate justice tribunal, which I assure you has one country in mind, and it will not be stacked with the Antonin Scalia's of the world. Well, that's good. He's not my favorite justice anyway said Horner, who elaborated more on what the tribunal will likely be about. It will be stacked with people who style themselves as climate jurists, seeking climate justice, which, as we've seen in recent years, means pretty much any grievance there is, climate is an excuse to force a wealth transfer to remedy it, he said. Why would the United States have any interest in joining an agreement that largely targets it for climate violations, or makes us subject to a legal entity outside of our own judicial system. Horner said it's part ideology and partly driven by policy. First, he said, there are many leaders and activists on the political left in America and around the world who don't like our system. There's a lot of people, including the head of the UNFCCC, which is the UN body running this, and some academics and some authors who have come out saying, look, capitalism is the problem. There is no capitalism in the world, sir. You lie. This is how we solve the problem. This is how we solve capitalism. There's a lot of people who believe that, including some of the administration, said Horner, who said the climate change movement has had the U.S. economy in its crosshairs from day one. It was transparently all about us when Kyoto was drafted in the 90s, he said. When Asia happened and all this development occurred, thank goodness, and their emissions began skyrocketing while ours did not. It remained about us. Now, that's odd if it really was about greenhouse gas emissions. Now that they're putting in a court and claiming they're going to go around the, U the U.S. Senate, you need to be very concerned because these climate jurists will not be those who have our best interests at heart. Horner said another major motivation for Obama to get involved in this climate agreement is to help lock his own environmental policies in place. He's trying to make sure that his EPA rules are too politically hot-buttoned that his successor will not touch them and undo them. Congress will not undo them, and the courts will be reluctant to undo them. 
does the Senate have a way to stop this if the agreement is never presented for ratification? Horner said there is, and it means following the strategy we've seen Senate Republicans already take this week on Iran. No. Your remedy is impeachment, defunding. Those are your remedies. There's no court remedy. And as far as uh, this, these bureaucracies are all unconstitutional anyway. And I don't see how the Republicans take on this week on Iran has anything to do with what would stop these bureaucrats from destroying our economy. Because they won't use the power they're being given. Because they don't really want to stop this. They all want the same thing. They cannot believe he's getting away with all this. They need to make the same statement, either in a letter or perhaps through a sense of the Senate resolution, saying that anything he does that purports to bind us in Paris on climate is freelancing, she's he said do not think this is a treaty because we don't Horner cited a sense of the Senate resolution passed unanimously in the 1990s to denounce the Kyoto Protocol before it was even adopted at the conference as a result the Clinton administration never submitted the plan for ratification and the US was never bound by it He admits the Senate can no longer get a unanimous vote on this issue, but he says you don't need that many when two-thirds of the Senate would be required to approve it. 51 votes is plenty, he said. To be honest, 34 votes is plenty. You have to put the world on notice because of something called customary international law, which our courts sometimes bow to, that whatever happens is not a treaty, if it doesn't go through the Senate. A letter means nothing. The seat? Now you're crying because you set up the system in such a way that it gave one person all this power, and now you're just realizing it? Always turns to totalitarianism. There is, he, he can't be continued to do whatever he wants with those bureaucracies. He must be stopped. He's not going to be stopped if Congress doesn't impeach him and does not defund his executive branch folly. Customary kiss. There is no law outside the United States of America. The law is the Constitution. Period. Statutes are made from the Constitution, from the law. But first, the statute must have a law before it can be created, which is not what's been going on. So now, all these bureaucracies have power they couldn't possibly have, because the, the Constitution never even gave them to the legislative branch to begin with. And even if they did, you can't legislate away power. You would have to amend the Constitution. It's all illegal. All of it. Yeah, I know. There's a little small part, like the IRS is legal because of the 16th Amendment. Yes, but the IRS, the way they exist, is unconstitutional. They enforce a progressive income tax, which is against equal protection under the law. 
So the answer to this is simple, ladies and gentlemen. It is we the people. We the people have to stand up to this government. We the people are the only ones who have the power to fix this. And fix it, we must. Starting with, oh yeah, what's up with our schools? What timing? If I don't get water in my mouth, I'm going to stop talking. From WorldNet Daily, parents and students have been opting out. You know, I do want you to explain exactly what these apps are like because you use apps, everyone uses apps, my daughter uses apps. I'm clueless about apps. Clueless. Apps is short for application. Computers, you've been using applications your whole time using a computer. LibreOffice is a prime example. That's Those are applications. That's all an app is. Applications. They shorted it. Um, from World Ed Daily, parents and students have been opting out of high-stakes testing in, regard, in record numbers over the past year, saying the standardized text tests waste valuable instruction time, cause undue stress, and often measure skills that have nothing to do with the academic knowledge. Rather than merely asking for the right or wrong answer to a math, history, or science question, the new assessment industry is capable of boring into a child's attitudes, values, opinions, and beliefs, all of which parents and privacy advocates say is no business of the government, and you bet it's not. Neither is education. The pushback has led some state education systems to recommend a reduction in the amount of high-stakes testing in public schools. But parents beware. The sudden realization that maybe too much testing is going on is not going to lead to less data being collected. Quite the opposite. In fact, testing may no longer be needed. Schools have found they have better, more efficient ways to collect even more data on your child without resorting to paper and sharpened number two pencils. Oregon's Governor John Kitzhaber, for instance, assigned a task force to this problem recently, and after a year of private meetings, the group is ready to unveil its recommendations, which are expected to include replacing standardized tests with high-tech observation tools. Fewer tests might sound like a relief to stressed out students and wary parents, but what if your child's teacher could have access to a software application that allows her to collect data on her child in real time without ever rolling out a test? Enter the BOSS app. It is just one of countless new data collection products available to school systems looking to collect data on the sneak BOSS stands for Behavioral Observation of Students in Schools. They're spying on your children. This app, designed to enable psychologists to observe patients, but is now being marketed to schools interested in tracking students' behavioral patterns. Created by the British-based textbook Giant Pearson, the BOSS app can be loaded onto a smartphone and used to secretly monitor every move of targeted students in the classroom. 
Does little Johnny fidget in his seat a bit too much? Does he socialize with the students around him in an appropriate manner? Does he tend to stare aimlessly out the window when he should be paying attention to the teacher? All of this information can be pulled in and stored in an individual dossier for later analyzing and assigned an intervention and remediation that will deal with Johnny's shortcomings, whether they be laziness, lack of assertiveness, over-aggressiveness, or whatever psychological problem the app may discover. Boss app can be downloaded from iTunes for $29.99 and comes in age-appropriate versions for pre-K through 12th grade. The product description boasts that Boss is able to record students' behaviors in real time. The Boss software uses interactive buttons labeled to a particular behavior for the observer to press while observing a student during a given duration. This is unfreaking believable The software keeps track of the amount of times a behavioral button is depressed during an observation. The app tracks a student's active or passive engagement in activities and will collect data and email it to the teacher for future use to help support a disability diagnosis. The Pearson Promotional Material States. Wow. All I got to say is this... Wow. (laughs) The oral didn't see this coming. Um, Uh, Pull your kids out now. I would go in there and I'd take that teacher's phone and I'd smash it to a million bits. And then she'd find out she didn't have the app on it. (laughs) The Boss app is not the only new technological uh, technology percolating in the education industry that has the ability to invisibly assess students in real time without their knowledge or knowledge of their parents below is a small sampling of other apps being marketed to educators you can handle them all this app produced by master teacher describes 124 behaviors that teachers may encounter in their students and identifies the primary cause of each a teacher using the app places such each student into a category with options that include the blabbermouth, the blurter, the boss, the bully, the complainer, the disengaged, and the class clown. Oh, we already had that taken care of without an app. We can tell you who the class clown is. It then prompts the teacher with suggestions on how to remedy each unwanted behavior. Pearson Dash... Another product by Pearson, Dash, according to the iTunes product description, enables teachers to organize and track your students according to classroom seating charts, to record, edit, and email personal notes on your students, to view student performance, and to mastery of skills with success tracker data. What would you do at school if app? This app focuses squarely on social skills put out by super duper publications. It seeks to implicit it seeks to elicit answers to sensitive revealing questions that help schools develop a psychological profile on each student. Instead of a test, this app is presented to a young child as a fun game while collecting data on the child's Parental upbringing and personality. Select the cards you want students to see and have them work on solving problems 
and practicing good social skills as they discuss situations in and around school. The product description says the prompts include questions like, what would you do if you forgot your homework? And what would you do if your classmate teased you about the new shirt you wore? Students then graded based on how many right answers they give, writing quotes, in what is clearly a test of one's attitudes, behaviors, values, and beliefs. The problem with such questions, say privacy experts, is that the right answer is clearly subjective and has nothing to do with a student's ability to acquire and retain objective academic knowledge. For instance, a parent may teach a boy to defend a weaker boy or a girl who is getting beat up by a bully. But what if the right answer in the role-playing game is to go and tell a teacher or principal? Will the child get marked down if he answers that he would intervene and physically stop the bully's attack? What will the remediation for this wrong behavioral skill be? According to promotional details on iTunes, the what would you do at school app if let's app lets teachers track correct and incorrect responses for an unlimited number of players, receive feedback for correct and or correct incorrect or correct responses, view results in a graph and see which questions a player missed during a session. Print, email, and share your results. The same vendor, SuperDuper Publications, puts out a separate app called SuperDuper Data Tracker that allows teachers to increase the accuracy and efficiency of your data collection on each individual student. We are in a war of information, ladies and gentlemen, and the government wants to know everything about us And he wants to know everything about that child, and it wants to correct it into doing what it wants. Why? That's why we have parents. We don't need the government to do that, nor the teachers, frankly. These are your teachers. Take control of your school. It's why we started the school. You got to take your school board back first, so we could save these children's minds from being completely remapped. Okay, now we're having a hard time talking to the millennials right now as it is, and they're just indoctrinated. These children are going to be toy soldiers, robots for the government. Uh, I am appalled. I cannot believe that people are not screaming, screaming about stuff like this. And you need to uh, tell the folks your plan again. We haven't actually said the whole thing in a long time. But it's very important because of this uh, essay or article. Well, we're going to take, we're going to restore the republic. We do not live in the constitutional republic. We live in some kind of socialist, crony, capitalistic, democratic representative democracy. That that's what we're in. We're we're not under. We're not in. This isn't capitalism. This is crony capitalism. This isn't free markets. This isn't the Constitution. This is everything but. So don't blame it on the Constitution or capitalism. Capitalism did not fail. Keynesian economics failed the worldwide. And no, and they're still denying it. What would be the motivation of denying the facts? 
unless they don't want you to know. Well, why don't they want you to know? That should be the first question you ask yourself. Now go out and find the information. It's a war in information. We need to beat the national government in the war in information. Okay, so uh, the plan is to take back your state from the ground up. You know your state better than anybody else anyway. Every state is different. But we started the school board because they're killing our children. They're killing their brains. It's just, it's got to stop. Plus, they're shooting galleries. It's gun-free zone nonsense. That has to be changed. Um, so we start there. And we keep going. Next, zoning board, county commissioners, mayor. You get the idea, right? Eventually, when you, eventually it goes to the state legislature, then the state senate, or if you call it in your state, and the executive, i.e. the governor of the state. After we get to the governor of the state, we have now take all of the state government is now back under control of we the people. They're doing the people's will. Not They're following the rule of law, not the rule of man. Now we reassert our constitutional sovereignty. Tell the national government, you will not allow any enforcement of unconstitutional laws on my citizens. Period. And I don't care what the courts say. We, the people, through the states, are the final arbiter of what is power the government has or doesn't. We granted the power. All power flows through we, the people. So no enforcement of unconstitutional laws. No ownership of unconstitutional lands within the state boundaries. That would be BLM and Forest Service lands. Bases bases and armories and post offices are constitutional. Everything else out of my state. You've got 72 hours. If I find you here, I will arrest you. Out. So now... Everyone goes, well, what happens then? Well, I don't know. It depends on how many states are along the way, where the first state falls. There will be a first state, and whoever it is will not stand alone. Bundy Ranch proved it. They'll come from all over the country to stand with you. You will not be alone. Plus, you would have taken back, as part of your state government, your state guard. Not the National Guard, the state guard. Yeah. All the guard, the Air National Guard, all of it. All of it belongs to the state and under the control of the state legislature and and executive. So, and of course, we the people, the militia, and we the people militia. But all that said, it's it's not is it going to be absolutely bloodless? I I don't know. I would hope so. But uh I can't think of a least bloody plan that has a chance to work. That's why this is my plan. As more states come on board, then you can start thinking about a convention of the states. However, just for the point of repealing bad amendments, not to, not no new, no fixes to the Constitution, because it's not broken. The only problem parts that are broken are the 16th, 17th, and 14th amendments, which have to go. Other than that, that would be the whole primary purpose of the convention and nothing more. Great. 
There's no reason to try and fix the Constitution. We're just starting to live under it. Let's see how it actually works before we go thinking we need to change it. Okay? Simple. It's not. It's complicated. It took me years to come to it. And yes, I, I the Article 5 uh, Convention of the States is something I dabbled with uh, over a decade ago. But I tossed it aside as, as ridiculous. It, there's nothing wrong with the Constitution. We're just not... We're not adhering to it. That's We can't put more words and make them adhere to it. We have to exert power over them. And we do that through our state governments. That's how it was intended. And we can do this, and that, that'll be the most successful. And, and so what if you don't get all the way in your state? If you, any, everywhere you, every step you take, you've gotten more liberty. The first step is you freed your children from the brainwashing machine. See, already, if that's where it stops and it can't go any further, at least you have more liberty, your children are freer, everything's a little better, at least in that in that area, and you can keep working on the others. But the point is, there's nothing to lose. Each step of the way, you gain, and your fellow citizens gain. It's win-win. If, it, if you can't succeed in taking your whole state back and there's going to be those states it doesn't matter go as far as you can don't, don't be afraid of failure and it wouldn't be failure anyway it's all success each step would be a success don't focus on the end game just focus on right now if it, if you're in a place where you don't have control of the school board that's it that's your first stop don't think about anything else there's no reason to you'll get overwhelmed oh we'll never do it in time yeah, well, you never know how much time we have, but I say every journey begins with the first step, and uh, it's time to we had a journey of getting back to the Constitution. It will work if we get enough states to do it. If if not, the states that are standing up that have successfully blocked them, uh, still, again, there's their citizens are freer. Now what happens after that if we just can't get the other states? The other states want to turn into Prague heaven. Well, I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. There we go again. We're, we're trying to find problems where there aren't any yet. Just stick to the plan. It's, I, if you can come up with a better one with less bloodshed, let me know. Because despite a bloody revolution, I don't see anything else working. No, the, the Convention of the States will not work. Even under the best of circumstances, it will not work. And this is how doofus these teachers are. I want you to start with, it would also be great if this tied, and I, I just can't believe this came out of a teacher's mouth. Just read that. This one, the dozen abs? No, it would also be great. But what about one teacher? Okay, you can start there if you'd like. Well, thank you. <laughs> One teacher who reviewed the Super Duper Data Tracker on iTunes said he liked it, but wished the data came with increased portability and could be more easily integrated into other platforms. It would also be great if this was tied to a website where teachers had an account and could put large amounts of data on something other than the small screen or temperamental keyboard of an iPad iPhone. Okay. He wants to put large amounts of this data. He doesn't think there's something wrong with that. No, when you put this data, he's Prague, probably Prague. Most of them are, Susan. You put this, the, the idea is centralizing data again. You start again, putting this, uh -huh. you start putting data up on yep. 
well, who could, who's going to have access to that? Exactly. The federal government's going to have access to it. I'll tell you that right now. Pull your kids out of school or take your schools back. And if the screen is so, if the screen keyboard is so temperamental on an iPad and iPhone, why the heck don't you buy an Android? You pay a premium for that thing. It better work flawlessly. Now, I had it to... should make coffee for you in the morning and <laughs> tuck you in in bed at night. No, I had to step out. Did you read the part about that this is tied to Common Core, these programs? Yes. Yeah, great. So they're going to make sure that your kids are programmed with Common Core. They're t- I, well, I, I made that statement that this is the brain remapping that's common, that is Common Core. Uh, this is part of it. That's all. It, it, well, it's it fits into it, I should say. Anyway, they yeah, let's have large amounts of data centrally located so, you know, later on in life the government could use that against every one of us. I have one thing to say. Um, is the teacher going to allow us to collect data on the teacher? Thank you. I think that's the first data that should be collected. The teacher goes on, then everything would be backed up. We could share data with other team members, especially in situations where many people see one student. It is a great app. I just think they have iCloud and spreadsheets. It is begging for a big overhaul. Oh, they want it even more insidious than this. Playing video games? Another hot trend is using role-playing computer games to assess students. Son of a gun. The games would be programmed to scoop up data based on every reaction the child has to the challenges presented in the game. The questions could be, then be changed on the fly to probe areas of weakness and collect more data. Ooh, they're probing for areas of weakness. Isn't that what the enemy does? Sure sounds like the enemy. You should have saw the picture that they put up of this, of a classroom of kids sitting in front of a large screen with big earphones on, staring straight ahead at at the, the screen. I was like, that is frightening. And you people let your kids do this? Oh, and sit next to people. Pieces of brown crap that are 52 years old with beers. Right? Yep. It's amazing to me what parents, how parents are. <laughs> parents nowadays, I think, are a little bit lazy. One of these games called the Minecraft Behavioral Improvement Plan. I've played the Minecraft can be programmed to pose a series of ethical dilemmas in which students are asked to respond. It has the ability to adjust the the line of questioning depending on the student's answer to the original set of questions. You know what this reminds me of? Ender's War. The series. Mm -hmm. These kids were put in military schools, academies, and then there were... I can't tell you... The end is too important. I, I, I got to be careful. I word. Yeah, because they made two movies out of it already. Well, it's three books, but at any rate, they they did they were doing this kind of stuff to the to the students in the military school. They were doing all kinds of things to create them in, in the direction they wanted them to go. Um, that's pretty much the beginning of the book, and I won't say any more. Other than you should you should read the book. Uh, you should definitely see the movie. I like the author a lot, actually. Orson, Personally, I've I've heard him. Orson uh, Scott Card is right. a conservative, and he has a radio show. Oh, what? He has. I said I personally like him. Yeah, terrestrial radio. He used to, now that was last year. I'm not sure, but he definitely did. I mean, I could look it, it up. It's but. hard to have. It's hard to stick with it for some people. Either it's your thing or it's not. 
Not everybody can do it radio just because you can plug a microphone into your computer and connect to a website. Uh, and you also have to put up with the fact that you don't, you can't expect to be uh, Rush Limbaugh overnight, you know, have millions of listeners. Some people get discouraged. But I don't know. I don't know how many people listen to the show. I know it's got to be a lot because you guys are picking up on some of the commercials. Thank you. Uh, the ones that interest you because we get, only get paid if someone calls the number. So please... If web page or number in the ads, please write them down because if you get to it any other way, we won't get paid. The ad agency won't get paid. So we we don't want that because then, you know, things go out of business. We don't want the ad agency to go out of business. We want them to keep promoting Internet Radio, right? Okay. Back to Minecraft. Not to be uh, confused with Warcraft, which... I have never played. You realize that? I don't, I don't have time for computer games anymore. I got this radio show. I got this place I live in. I got a thousand things to fix. Uh, I just don't have time to play games like that, especially time-consuming ones. But now you guys are going to have to wonder when you're playing this online who you're talking to. You, know, that, you never know when that, that uh, orc or goblin is just someone from the national government spying on us. Seeing your interaction to his dilemma he puts you in. This is a very scary time. This is the scariest thing I've heard yet. I know. That's why we were, when I started reading this, I said, oh my gosh, we, even if we don't get through it, we're going to have to finish it next show because this is, yes, it's, I feel like crying. Okay, back to the story. It has the ability to adjust the line of questioning depending on the student's answer to the original set of questions. How is it legal or even remotely ethical for untrained teachers to be expected to use devices like these to assess the psychological status of your child? Considering shrinks can't really do it anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, of course, it'll be profoundly worse. But uh, psychobabble, I hate to break it to everybody, is, is not one of these fields of science that is settled. Never will be. It's also practicing medicine just like doctors, only... They have less an idea how the psyche works than the mind works that doctors do about the human body. So, again, take all this stuff with their practicing medicine. And, yes, psychiatrists are doctors. They're medical doctors. They went to medical school. Psychologists are not. They just have a, depending on where you live, master's or Ph.D. in psychology. So these are the people you're trusting to to do this to your children. To, oh yeah, the, the, I, I question this app how being helpful for psychiatrists to be correct. How, how could is it going to help doofus teachers? Now come on, you know what I'm talking about. They're not all doofuses, but there's a lot of them now. A lot of them that are use, useful idiots for the commie left. You know, they the, every time I hear a teacher, they're always saying, "Oh, we're here for the kids, and you know, we're we love our students." And really, as long as you pay me a lot of money, give me a lot of perks, and I have my job forever guaranteed. How could somebody present this to you, and you not supposedly such a caring and wonderful person for the kids? Go, I'm not doing this to my students. No, see, you didn't read your Solinsky. The ends justify the means. Uh, no, very easily. You just this is to help you have a more orderly classroom. This will also help you catch bad behavior early on and have corrective action. The, of course, they'll tell you what the corrective action is. 
yes, I could see teachers loving this beyond belief. Okay. Now, as a nurse, I was constantly, because I was really caring for my patients, going up against administrators of hospitals, supervisors, doctors, CNAs, constantly. I went against Montana Developmental Center, every single administrator that was on that freaking board. I went because these people were under my care. They do not have that. Progs do not have that oh, mindset. Well, you, you're doing personal responsibility against stupid conservative women. <laughs> they don't believe in that. <laughs> really? How many battles have you fought for your patients? I luckily didn't have to fight battles because I I was a paramedic in the field. They could do whatever the hell I wanted. I I didn't follow the rules when it came to my patient care. If if the rule was in the way of caring for my patient, I ignored it. Based on it must be void, like the Constitution. Why would such a rule exist in a job such as a paramedic that you wouldn't do everything you could to save somebody just because someone said, "Oh, put a rule up." So they're full of bull. They don't really care about these freaking kids. No, they'd be they'd be speaking out. They'd be fighting, like you said. They'd be being brought up on charge to be fired because no matter how much it costs or how hard it is, if you're going to stand up and be conservative, they are going to they are going to try and get rid of you, no matter how much it costs. Uh, but if everybody does it, you know, there's more of us than you think. But you have to be uncooperative. That's that's how I got this name. You have to be willing to stand out, stand up to people in power. Regardless of the outcome, I don't always win. I, th- I think I'm on a. I, th- I think the the numbers are still in my favor. I've won more than I've lost, but that's 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 changing now that I'm interacting with the federal government more and more. I'm surrounded by national forests. I have to go through the national forest to get to my property, so I have to deal with the federal government. Anyway, let's get back to this thing and see if th- this author has anything important to tell us uh, about this. Because so far, it's just it's just telling you what it is. So anyway, um, how is it legal? Blah blah blah. Uh, to assess the psychological status of your child, ask Carlet Iserbite, a former aide to President Ronald Reagan's Education Department and now a blogger on education issues at the ABCs of Dumb Down. I, I like her already. <laughs> Iserbite calls the replacement of high-stakes testing with high-tech data collecting a bait-and-switch tactic that many parents won't pick up on. That's why they're doing it. As one YouTube instructional video cited by Isobite explains about the personified video games, we know whenever you click, we know how long you stood waiting to make a jump. We can take in vast amounts of data and if we want, dynamically alter the experience of the student based on that data. The New York Times recently reported that Minecraft is highly addictive and can quickly become an obsession for many students. This is obviously a different Minecraft than the one I use. That was a long, long time ago in a land far, far away in in the vast ancient history of computing. 1980s. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't resist that one. 
Um, schools around the world are taking advantage. Schools in Stockholm, Sweden, for instance, made the game mandatory for 13-year-old students to learn about sustainable city planning and environmental issues. Why is it they're teaching all poli- politics, all crap about politics? How about reading, writing, and arithmetic? What happened to that? Sustainable city planning? 13-year-old, that's for college, for God's sake. He's not going to be a city engineer. He's 13. But they're going to brainwash him with all this nonsense. Sustainable city planning and environmental issues. That is Agenda 21, ladies and gentlemen. They are, are enacting it on your child, on children. Well, in this case, it was Stockholm. But really, do you think that's going to be any different in New York City schools than Stockholm? Well, these games might have some value if programmed to build and evaluate students' knowledge of math equations or science principles. They could be dangerously invasive when used to gauge students' personalities, ethical responses, political views, and emotional makeup. First of all, how would the left know anything about ethical responses? There's no ethics in commie land. I'm sorry, left-wing liberal progressives, socialist, commie, fascist, statist bastards, uh, they, they don't have ethical problems. They don't have ethics. The ends justify the means, remember? All the above apps and games are marketed for use on students in general instruction classrooms, not just students in special ed classes with known serious behavioral problems. Privacy advocates say technology meant to collect data on a student's academic knowledge is one thing, but they question whether teachers should be acting like psychologists and collecting data on students' social skills and personality traits. Some critics are sounding the alarm that schools will be building a psychological dossier on their students through the use of this technology, and they are starting to ask questions. Who will have to access, who will have access to this data besides the teacher in the classroom who is collecting it? Anyone who can hack the server, Lee. Where will the data ultimately be stored and for how long? Who ultimately owns a child's private data? The school, school system, the state, or the parents? And who has the right to view it? Will this data be made available to any third-party contractor outside the school, the school district, or the state? President Caesar Barack Obama took executive action to weaken the FERPA, Family Education Rights and Protection Act, in 2011, giving third-party contractors access to some student data, lending more reason for our concern among parents. And what rules will be set to make sure that these new tools are transparent for parents who actually want to know what their child children are being taught or tested on? Icerbyte poses a chilling question. If parents can't even get a hard copy of the current high-stakes assessment that their children are taking now, how are they ever going to get evidence, much less be aware of, the assessments given to their children via computer games or teacher smartphone apps based on a child's experiential or project-based work or any of the other invisible assessment model coming down the pike? So far, at least the jury is out on all these questions. I Wow. I, I will say it again. Do not drop your children. There is no longer any excuse 
for dropping your children off at that place or bus picking them up. I don't care which. They are places where the children are abused. This is child abuse. Please, homeschool. Find alternatives like the Montessori schools uh, for people that are poor and need help. There are, there are, um, this is old stuff. There's new stuff out there, I guarantee, that is very affordable. I mean, even, even, even if you're poor, poor, very affordable options out there. And we've put them up on the show. Uh, we're going to do them again. Because you can't let these people have our children. They are destroying their minds, the future of our country, and the future of our families. I say, no matter what it takes, get your kid out of public school. Well, and the bigger question, too, because we're almost at the end. We can't get to medical. We didn't get to the end of the show, dear. <laughs> it can't possibly be that late already. <laughs> it is. Time flies. Well, you better hurry up because time is flying. Um, the other thing is what you always say. Gut, just exactly what you did with your daughter. You go down there and you pound on the principals. No, I would never put my daughter in public school again. I would not have done it if if I knew what I knew today. Then I wouldn't have put her in public school. I would have found another option. I would have probably homeschooled. Uh, she she was a she was a chore to teach too. Anyway, we have to go. Unfortunately, not yet. No. But before we do. <laughs> Am I going to have to give you a, a separate room where you have to have? I have to turn on your microphone or something? You just accused me at the beginning of the show of not talking enough. Okay. Well, now you're interrupting, and that's talking too much. Okay. Go ahead. I don't remember what I was going to say now. You were going to say Red State Talk Radio 24-7 listener line. I was? Okay. If you'd, if you'd rather listen to shows on your phone because of all the... Limits on bandwidth. Believe me, I understand your pain. RedStateTalkRadio.com. That was a 24-7 listener line with 24-7 conservative talk radio. And the phone number is, remember, pen and paper. Run, hurry up, get it. No, not that drawer, the other one. Yeah, okay, there. Ready? Okay. 605 605-562-4209. 605-562-4209. Nine. Remember, we're a rude broadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com. We are on iTunes, iHeart. We are live and available on Spreaker for downloads. And um, what else did I say? Don't forget to check out my wife's books on Amazon. Susan Francis Bonner. Susan Francis Bonner, please. Ebooks, Amazon. Go. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on cooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're at it!